Yes, it is time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Friday morning. There's a lot for us to get through this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Yeah, good morning, Simi. The Premier had his regular media availability yesterday, and uh, he certainly hasn't lost the gift of gab. He was very generous with his comments. Uh, (laughs) He gave us a lot of them. (laughs) It sure sounds like it. Okay, let's start with the gas prices issue. Yeah, so the Premier got asked about it, and, you know, I think you've made a good distinction this morning on your show, which is I think everyone accepts that the current spike is being driven by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But, you know, the other point is that gasoline is not any less or more affordable for people on tight budgets, uh, never mind what the reason is for it spiking. So I think the immediate question is, is the government prepared to offer any short-term relief to people from those prices? And the the tool the government has is taxes. Well, that's not happening, said Horgan, and uh, he repeated that. The government isn't even considering putting off the April the 1st increase in the carbon tax. Uh, Horgan, it's only a penny a liter, but it adds up, right? And Horgan said, you know, uh, the province really can't do that anymore because we're now under a federal tax regime. It's, it's a provincial tax, but basically BC has to keep up with the federal price. Well, I don't want to quibble too much about that, but the, the price in British Columbia is going to $50 per ton of emissions, and Quebec's getting away with, what, $37 a ton. So uh, I don't know whether we have to go to 50 immediately. But anyway, that, there's yes. that. It's clear they're not going to take action on taxes. Um, the question is, are they going to do anything else? Well, Bruce Ralston and John Horgan kind of hinted this week that something is coming. Solutions are coming. Those solutions, I gather, Simi, will be in a report we're going to get fairly soon from the BC Utilities Commission on possible solutions to high gasoline prices and relief. Well, it's been three years since the government ordered the BCUC to look into this, so I wouldn't call it a rush job on what the government's doing. Also, you know, I heard in the news, you know, them saying that, oh, that their legislation was to look into price gouging. Well, if this isn't a case of potential price gouging, then what is? Well, you know, more than that, uh, go back to 2019 when the Utilities Commission first reported out on this. Uh, the commission said we found a 13 cent a liter markup on gasoline prices in southern British Columbia that there's no explanation for and no justification for. And Horgan, right back then, three years ago, said, that's gouging. So he got the evidence he wanted. What's he done about it? Well, they've still ruled out. They got a website. You know, that's very reassuring. They spent almost a million dollars on the inquiry, uh, another half a million dollars on the website. And as I said, three years after they ordered the inquiry, maybe next week we'll get some solutions. We don't know what they'll be. The government's already ruled out cutting taxes. They've already ruled out capping prices. So uh, if the listener out there is getting filled up this morning, I wouldn't expect any relief in the short term. I hope they filled up yesterday or the day before, given what's going on out there. So there's that issue. And also, let's let's get an update on this whole BC ferry situation, because that's something that the Premier also (laughs) talked about yesterday. So it's a pretty funny answer, actually. So the government brought in legislation that if you read it, it looks like they're taking back control of BC ferries. And the Premier was asked about this, and I found the answer very, very flattering. Uh, The Premier said, uh, this story is being spread by columnists who've been uh, writing about fairies for decades. 
and uh, the government has no intention of taking back control of BC ferries. So the two colonists, he didn't name them, I will, uh, Les Lane, the Victoria Times colonist, and me, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I always find it flattering when I discover the politicians read the columns because, you know, the old advice to politicians was never let on that you read the coverage. So anyway, he's saying it's sort of just a couple of has-beens out there writing about uh, fairies and there's nothing to the story. Well, you know, the, the, the legislation is there on the legislature website and people can go and look at it. It's Bill 7. Uh, on the legislature website, and it gives the government, the cabinet-appointed ferry authority, the power to tell BC Ferries what to do, tell them when to do it, um, tell them to provide any information the authority needs forthwith, and it gives the cabinet-appointed authority the power to fire the directors of BC Ferries if they don't do what they're told. So I that sounds to me like yeah, control, but, yes. you know, Simi, if you don't think that's control, can I interest you in buying a fleet of aluminum-hulled fast ferries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, Vaughn. Very well put. So they're not willing to change on that one. Okay, the other issue was as well the pandemic mandates. Everybody else is kind of treating this like this thing is over, but what about this government? Yeah, so the Premier on that one says, uh, like everyone else, he's waiting for Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, based on the science, to come forward and uh, change uh, the the remaining mandates, uh, masks, um, vaccination cards, and that sort of thing. Says he expects to get a briefing on Monday on it. He expects, I think like a lot of us do, that Dr. Henry will be lifting the mandates, maybe not for everybody, certainly not for healthcare workers, but um, lifting the mandates in time for spring break. Uh, and the other thing the Premier said, and I think this is important to note, and I, I hear you're uh, putting it on the news, Premier said he himself will continue wearing a mask yes. in appropriate situations. He recently had cancer treatment. He considers that prudent. And he, and he issued an appeal, and I think it's an important one, which is even if the mask mandate changes, you know, show some respect for people who for their own health regions continue to wear masks and I would say, show some respect for people who, for their own reasons, no longer wear masks. Uh, I think we're going to go through a transition period, and you need to be understanding uh, the basics. Everyone has their reasons on this. Uh, everyone should follow the rules when there are rules and backed up by the uh, provincial health officer. But where it's made optional... Um, show some respect for the fact that people might make different decisions. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Also, uh, sounds like we're going to get it by election sooner rather than later. Yeah, so Andrew Wilkinson, the uh, MLA for Vancouver Quilchena, former leader of the Liberal Party, resigned his seat in the legislature uh, about two weeks ago, I think, uh, sent in his notice. Uh, the idea was to clear a seat uh, vacancy for the new leader of the Liberals, Kevin Falcon, who doesn't have a seat to run in a by-election. So when will that happen? The Premier said... Uh, the government is working on it, but he did say that the by-election will be called in time for the winner of the by-election to take uh, his or her seat in the legislature before 
the um, the House adjourns on June the 2nd. So it's a 28-day campaign, uh, allow two weeks for the results to be certified, back up from, say, the last two weeks of the legislature. As I take it, uh, the Premier, my guess is, will call the by-election mid to late March to early April, somewhere in there, right. and that's fair. Uh, keeping them out there, uh, as long as you c- he could hold off six months, but I think that would be seen as not particularly fair, uh, even though the Premier pointed out yesterday he does have a good institutional memory on some things, that there was a case uh, under the previous B.C. Liberal government where they held off five and a half months calling a by-election to fill a vacancy in the House. So uh, politicians sometimes play hardball on this issue. You know, that's so true, because I was actually thinking as you were speaking there that that, that's, that seems really fast to me in terms of calling yeah. a by-election. Yeah, if the government, I mean, the government is the one that calls the by-election. And where the government wants a seat for one of its members, it, it acts very quickly, obviously. When Christy Clark didn't have a seat in the House, they called a by-election very quickly. Uh, in fact, they did that twice because they had to do it twice. Uh, but, um, you know, I, as I said, I think it would be seen as fair uh, for Horgan to call it fairly early, um, not right away. But I think, it, as I said, I, I didn't get any sense from uh, the Premier that they're going to hold off and make the Liberals sweat on this one. Right. I think they'll call it fairly soon. All right, that's good. Anyway, thanks for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. Have a good weekend. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.